It's not worth winning if you can't win Welcome, everybody, to the Cake Eaters Podcast. Today is our first episode of hopefully many, many more to come. The Cake Eaters Pod is going to be a deep dive into all things Mighty Ducks related. Our first 10 or so episodes will be breaking down each episode of the new Mighty Ducks Game Changers TV series on Disney+. From there, we will dive into everything from the original movies to the animated series to interviews with the cast and crew. We'll uh, talk about other projects that the cast and crew are involved in. We'll even talk to some people involved with the original Mighty Ducks NHL team. Make sure you follow along with us. We're on Twitter at The Cake Eaters and on Instagram at The Cake Eaters Pod. Please like, comment, share, review, subscribe, all that stuff, because it really does make a difference for us. Without further ado, let's get it started. My name's Brandon, and I'm joined by my co-host, Heath. Heath, how are you? Let's talk some ducks, man. I'm fired up. Quacktastic over here. Oh, yeah. So ready... We're, we're making that a word now, I guess. Oh, quacktastic. Absolutely. It's been a word since 1993, I'm pretty sure. Uh, just to give everybody a quick little background on me and Heath, I figured we, it'd be good for us to kind of go over our attachment to the Mighty Duck franchise before we start talking real in-depth about it. Heath, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can kick things off. So just, just a couple years your senior, Brandon, uh, the Mighty Ducks came out in theaters and and launched in the throes of youthful adolescence for me. And so where where the Ducks really stuck with me, though, was um, the D2 Mighty Ducks movie was one of the few and rare VHS that uh, my parents actually bought the real movie, not recorded uh, on the VCR. So I actually own this D2 Mighty Ducks Disney VHS tape. And I had hernia surgery the same year that we bought that. And so I was watching D2 Mighty Ducks on repeat throughout six weeks of hernia surgery recovery. How, how how young were you when you had a hernia surgery? I was in third grade. That's you're born with that shit sometimes, Brandon. Like, come on, come on, son. That's, that's true. I just, I just, I, you know, I mean, as somebody who's had a hernia surgery myself, I mine was much later in life, though not when I was in third grade. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine going through that. In th- how, how much heavy lifting were you doing to cause yourself a hernia? It's, it, it was it was born so like upon birth the hernia took oh, so place you, and, and and so it so was you had there. you. So you had it all the way up until third grade. Jesus. Exactly. Christ. And then it just okay. got bad enough where I had to get fixed. <laughs> and so that's where, and, and so you can imagine you had to have some solid entertainment background going on to get a third grade child to sit still for six fucking weeks, man. Like that was no, that was no, that was no uh, small little, little surgery there. But anyway, so yeah, first VHS ever bought. Mighty Ducks on repeat for six weeks. Just six weeks. Mighty Ducks. Absolutely. And, and, you know, of course the, the first movie, you couldn't just jump on Disney plus and rewatch that bad boy. Oh no, my friend, the original Mighty Ducks was buried on a 10 hour, our VHS tapes with other with four to five other movies and and I will say 
that I hate driving Miss Daisy to this day because every time I tried to watch Mighty Ducks before I threw in D2, I had to fast forward through my friend Morgan Freeman driving this lady around. It was just, it was no good. So anyways, having that standalone VHS, that's where, that's where the love came in. You know, it, we, were, yeah. we were quacking very hard. And actually, we brought the quacking um, to high school sports where I tried to get the Wayne Blue Devils team name changed my senior year to the Wayne Blue Ducks <laughs> so that we could quack at the end of games. That is a fact. I still have the Blue Duck t-shirt in I like my you, childhood basement. How you didn't want to fully change the name, so you kept blue in it. You're like, I'll throw them a bone. Not, We won't go Mighty Ducks. We'll go Blue Ducks. That way it's still like Blue Devils. Exactly. A little crossover <laughs> with Billy Madison. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Drew Blue Duck. You've never seen Blue Duck before. <laughs> I for, completely forgot about Billy Madison and the Blue Duck. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, that's definitely something I don't think people, even like even my sister, who's like five years younger than us, I don't think she w- would even understand the pains of like having to record the record your own stuff off of TV and then have to dig through the five other movies that you also recorded on that same tape to find the thing you're trying to watch with all these streaming services everything's just on demand yeah oh yeah all the ads all the all the 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 previews for all the other movies that are coming out yeah so so that's how i watched mighty decks back in back in the day back in those mid 90s yeah that's pretty amazing yeah so for me like you mentioned you're a, a couple years my senior so i was born in 1991 i was little too young to kind of catch the wave of the first and the second uh movie um because i believe the the first was like 93 second was 94 95 um but the third one was 96 so i was like five years old in kindergarten um fully aware of movies um and so i caught that and it was also 95 96 was also the first year of the the colorado avalanche from moving from quebec so it was the first year that colorado had like professional hockey since like the 80s and so i got swept up in that coupled with mighty ducks 3 Uh, that was like the birth of my hockey fandom was those those two things kind of happening all at once and i had like older cousins that were real into the the mighty ducks and all that kind of stuff so like i even before i saw it i kind of knew what it was about even though i you know three years old had like no recollection of it but watching D3, especially because, you know, that's when they like they hit high school. They were all, you know, they were trying to, to get fit in with the cool kids. And they went to like some weird like prep boarding school. And as like a five-year-old, I, I was like. I was just going to say that. Like, could you relate to the prep boarding school stuff? Because that threw me for a loop, even though like I'm, I'm five years older. Right. So I was in a little bit more cognitive part of my brain. But even then I was like, wait, is this how people go to school? You know, that's I'm exactly. I'm 5,000 people. I don't know. That's exactly that's exactly what happened to me. I was like five years old, and I was like, "Is this what like being an adult is like, or like being in high school? You just, they just ship you off, and you just like staying staying in a boarding school, just playing hockey? It sounds fantastic. Like who cooks for you, man? Like, yeah, does your laundry? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, who's gonna drive me to McDonald's? I don't see how any of this is gonna work. But yeah, so that was my kind of like uh, entrance uh, into the the series, and then just kind of got hooked from there. Went back and watched one and two uh, religiously. Two. The two was also two is probably my favorite of the bunch, and so that VHS I would just watch just nonstop, constantly. Two, two is two is a, we'll get into this in in future podcasts, but I, I just have to say two is an awesome movie. But like when you're a kid, but looking back on it, you're just like, what in the world were they was was going on with this premise? Like they they took some, a few liberties in in that oh, yeah. second one. 
Oh, the Goodwill games were a logistical nightmare for sure. <laughs> yeah. that, that was another. So that thing, watching the second one, yeah, like you said, we'll talk about the the movies uh, in in future podcasts. But the second one hooked me as well, and that like started my like weird fascination with Iceland as a as a place <laughs> in general. And I for the longest time I thought. Uh, because of that movie that like Iceland had like a, a just a sick ass hockey system and like the greatest hockey pro ho- hockey players in the world. And then like, right as soon as I got like, like 13, 14 years old and started like getting more aware of like national uh, hockey teams, I was like, Oh, Iceland, nobody in Iceland even plays hockey. They don't they have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Like what, what do you think inspired them to choose Iceland as a bad guy? I've always wondered that. And, and maybe that's a, a, a tirade for a different episode, but you know, I, it's just, you think the tried and trues were there, right? Like maybe Russia was just too obvious and they didn't want any Cold War shenanigans I, coming into a Disney movie. I think I think that that was probably what it had to do with it. it was, Russia was it's always played out. Russia's always the bad guy. Plus it was ninety three, so it was like a year and a year and a half, two years after the Soviet Union fell. So like maybe you don't want to like picket old wounds. They're, they're they, not the they, WWF, so they're not gonna they're not gonna pit like Sergeant Slaughter versus Hulk Hogan <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the championship match, brother. <laughs> yeah, but like Iceland is just because I mean there's so many other. Um, hockey powerhouse that you could have gone with. I mean, you could have got the obvious choice, which would have been Canada. That's what um, I was like, America's, <laughs> America's hat is our enemy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Canada's too nice, but they did pick a nice neutral country in Iceland. I, I think so. that's what they, I think that's what they because if you look at all the other countries that kind of pop up, the only one that like I recognize as like a hockey country, and even this is a bit of a stretch, is Germany. Germany's in it for like a little bit. They like show show Germany's name on the scoreboard. I think is all that they show. Granted, not the greatest hockey power, but they have. There's a bunch of German players in the National Hockey League, so they're not yeah. they're not bad. But outside of that, you have Iceland. They have Trinidad and Tobago for some reason. Random. Um, yeah, I think they just kind of were like, let's just let's 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 pick countries that aren't going to watch this movie. That way we don't make anybody mad. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they overplanned the, the, the country selection uh, on that. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I, I love, I love that recap. I think that it's, it's, it's so easy to, to get into these movies, especially after you watch the first one and you realize that like the first Mighty Ducks movie was like, a real production with like some high quality value with actors and like it it was it was a great movie and like it did so well when it first hit and when you were a kid in the 90s and you watched that for the first time there was there was no turning back i think the biggest issue for me is that i was in nebraska unless you lived in omaha there was no opportunity at that time to actually play hockey unless you lived in 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 omaha so it was like cool i i would have loved to to get into hockey but you know that's so so cool where you actually the avs come into colorado as you're getting into the ducks and then the avalanche become a awesome team towards the late 90s early 2000s too yeah they yeah they won the stanley cup that first year they were there um and then another one in 2000 2001 so yeah it was like full like as soon as this movie hit and the abs got turned it was like full hockey swing in uh (laughs) in colorado especially for me and i i I, like tried playing hockey a couple times but i could i could just never figure out how to like ice skate 
well enough to like be a factor. And give just, those guys credit, right? Like you're, you're oh, skating full speed, you're going, and then you're trying to, you know, do like a triple deke. That's the only hockey move, <laughs> offensive move that I know. But man, I would have crushed that triple deke, I'm sure. And that's what, like, my dad always used to joke when I was playing basketball. He's like, Keith, you can't chew gum while you play basketball because you can't do those two things at once. I couldn't, I, I would have never been a hockey player even if it was available. <laughs> Yeah, it's ice skating is such like a, it's such a freaking art form. It's amazing, and you see some of the like the I mean, especially the the NHL with all the the fantastic uh, skaters they have there. It's ridiculous, you know. That not only are they they skating with the puck, they're skating like thirty miles an hour, twenty five miles an hour, something like that. You're hitting people, you know. You have to. It's, oh, it's just so much. It was way too much hand eye coordination and athleticism for me. I was I was out. <laughs> uh, uh we can get into like you mentioned we can get into the the movies in later episodes um the the premise of of, of this one and then the the next couple episodes on this podcast is going to be kind of going over the the new disney plus series uh game changers mighty ducks game changers it is not um, a game changer after episode one spoiler alert <laughs> i'm just um, kidding that was overly critical go ahead Brady. keep going i'm sorry i mean i i agree it's uh it's i mean i will say i was I was very excited for the series when they announced it, but I made very I made very sure to keep my expectations rock bottom. I've been scorned by too many reboots and like you know rehashings of stuff that I just I was like I'm super excited for this, but I'm going to expect the absolute worst. And so watching this first episode, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. I wouldn't say it was great though. Actually, I, I definitely wouldn't say it was great. I would stretching. I went, might say it's good. It was done well. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it honestly, it's probably as well as you could do something like this. And the fact okay. that Emilio's back like that, not to jump ahead to, to the episode, but I mean, it, it, if you think like like you mentioned like the the first movie, like the it was a real production. It was real. Like the fact that you get Emilio Estevez to do that role at that point in time, 1993, like that's the height of, uh, I forget exactly when like breakfast club and, and all that stuff came out. It was a little yeah. past that, but I mean, he's still Emilio Estevez. He's still writing that high. He's still a legit actor to hit for him to do that role at that time is amazing. And then again, for him to want to come back, not only for one episode, but what is, I'm certain going to be the whole series. And if not, you know, series two or something like that, or season two, like he's fully invested in this. So like that, that I think that shows you the, the kind of the cultural impact and like the staying power that the mighty ducks has that Emilio not only came back for two extra movies, but now 20 years later, he's back for a whole series. Yeah. I mean, it went on to be referenced in an SNL pop culture movie, Night at the Roxbury. Yeah. You know, Wilf- <laughs> Emilio, Mighty Ducks guy, swear to God, I was right there. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's, that's amazing. Like, especially at that time in the 90s to be able to get into that era of SNL and then onto those shows, that was a, a, such a much more monumental deal. I mean, SNL still has its weight today, but those SNL episodes in the 90s to become and then get into those movies, it was was awesome. It's a bit mind-boggling because like, you think of other movies, like especially sports, like kids' sports movies at this time. <sighs> Nobody references like Bad News Bears, even though Bad News Bears was like 80s, but nobody references Bad News Bears really anymore. Um, you get occasionally you'll get the Sandlot reference, but outside of Mighty Ducks and Sandlot, I don't think there's any 
There's, those are the only two that had any kind of staying power. They created an NHL franchise because <laughs> the franchise and the logo was so popular. And then a spinoff cartoon series, you know, it yeah. just, it became so, it became so profitable for Disney. They were able to, to take it into multiple avenues. And, and I think that's like the best part about the Mighty Ducks and why it got its reboot is because it actually found like pop culture uh, nirvana later as it went on. I always, right. I, I follow the NHL regularly and I love the Mighty Duck series and I, but I still continually forget that they named <laughs> that the franchise, the franchise was named after the movies. Like the movies yeah. were not named after the franchise. The franchise came right. I think their first season was right after the second uh, movie. Yeah. Um, because they, they advertise they, because that's when they changed the logo to mm-hmm the the navy and like the the teal green was after oh, so I, like i said it's not I was, it's not navy i'm gonna stop you right there it's not navy it's eggplant and jade eggplant and jade wow yes. eggplant jade that's that's beautiful but that's <laughs> like all this stuff was happening when i was a little kid i was like wait a second the mighty ducks are becoming like a real team like i was just watching this crazy cartoon that only lasted a season because it wasn't very good but um <laughs> it, it really became this this whole thing but anyways i i i feel like we need to get into the Cap. Yes, yeah, okay, episode. yeah. Because I'm, I'm ready. I'm geared up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig my teeth into this, this first episode. So I'll give a quick recap here. Uh, the episode's titled Game On. It follows Lauren Graham after her son, Evan, is cut from the Mighty Ducks. Single mom, Alex Morrow, that's who Lauren Graham plays, decides to help Evan start his own hockey team so he can have fun and get away from the stressful win at all cost atmosphere that the Ducks promote, which is a complete 180 from the the movies the ducks were always the happy-go-lucky underdogs and hated ice like team iceland the varsity team from the third movies and then the hawks in the first movie who were the win at all costs no fun allowed type of teams and so that was a huge shocker for me to kind of they're flipping it on its head and the ducks are the bad guys now which which makes sense though like as it, like as it came on and you kind of saw it going, it's like this makes sense because if you got really good in the nineties, your your youth franchise, by this time now, it would kind of be expected that like all of the top tier talent in Minnesota would would try to migrate towards the ducks. To, to go into that high profile hockey youth league um, before it goes. So it actually made sense that they kind of flipped the script a little bit right when it started. What do you feel about that? Yeah, it was, it was a bit shocking, but it definitely makes sense, especially with how youth sports in general has progressed. Um, like in the nineties, it was very like, they talk about the districts, right? Cause the Adam Banks can't play for the Hawks cause he's uh, on the duck in the ducks district or whatever. Yeah. They rezoned to district five. Yes. And so that was very much a thing in the 90s. It was very much locale based. But nowadays, it's, you know, it's who you can go wherever you kind of want. And so they kind of, they don't really touch on it, but it's it's insinuated here in the first episode that it's kind of like a, a that you can pick your teams or the teams can pick you, whatever, however it kind of works out. Especially club because hockey now. It's, it's more club hockey, which is what yeah. they do. It's kind of like, like AAU circuits exactly. for, for basketball is the club hockey circuit. Yeah, yeah, club hockey circuit. And so, yeah, and so you get, especially with, with Evan and his mom starting their own team, even though like, he was playing for the Ducks and theoretically in the Ducks district, you know, they wouldn't, back then, they wouldn't just let you start up a new team because you you'd have to create a whole new district. But so that, the, and then they, they touch on it later on in the episode too, but I think they do a really good job of setting the, 
I guess the mile markers for you now with like where youth sports is, especially youth hockey. And you get a brief glimpse into some of the parents and how just batshit crazy they are. Oh, um, those parents are mean. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like I like it makes you wonder, like, you know, when when you think about bullying in school and that's again, you know, that's like, well, of course there is. These parents are mean as shit to each other. Like that was crazy some of the stuff that they but they would like and and i don't want to jump too far ahead but like when she busts out the laptop and starts like come on people we need some protein this year's like i like i would not like i would get the cheesy puffs because i forgot to, that it was my turn to, to cater like i'd go get some protein bars because i wouldn't i would get cheesy puffs but like that that was just like it's like oh God, it's just so much, you know? I think the the first movie does a real good job of, like, criticizing that kind of stuff, even in, in the yeah. 90s, like the win-at-all-cost kind of stuff. But yeah. this this series, this episode specifically, is like, a, it's, a, it's a scathing indictment on, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, sport, <laughs> sports parents' culture and that kind of nonsense. Like, they're the one of the, the Stephanie, who's like... Um, the who's like the the laptop mom the snack mom yeah she brings two two outside consultants with her to this this hockey i think it's it's just tryouts right it's tryouts it's not a practice it's the two hockey tryouts the one of them is one of them's a pediatric sports psychologist i like what is that about? And then what was it? the the other one was like a trainer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A youth trainer. And and let's not even forget before that, before Lauren, right? That's a, that's the mom's name, Lauren. Before she even gets. No, to Alex, the Alex, Alex. Sorry, I'm sorry. Lauren. Lauren is her name in real. Yeah. Lauren Graham played by Lauren actress Graham. Lauren Graham from uh, Gilmore yeah. Girls. I don't know. My, my brain many just other flipped things. everything around for <laughs> But like, she's at work and that guy walks up and he's like, oh no, Stephanie's long gone uh, at hockey practice. Like, <laughs> yeah. she's, a, she's a great mom. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. yeah. And that, that's another... Back to the trainers. Back to the trainers. Um, but I just had to say, like, before she even gets in there, it's like, wait, like, th- this other mom gets th- takes priority over you because she's a little more involved than you are. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's crazy. Yeah, well, then you have the the other um, the other parents. Um, one one of the other the kids besides Evan in the in the show is Sophie, and so her parents are up there and they're cheering at this this tryout practice, whatever it is. And they mention to to Alex about uh, how they never saw her or Evan at any of the any of the summer tryouts or the or the summer practices or the the summer um, uh, events and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like, it's like and, camps, like the camps, yes, like the summer That's what camps. I was looking for. Thank you. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Summer camps, trainings and all that kind of stuff. And then yeah. um, Sophie's parents are like, oh, it looks, I mean, it does look really good on a, a college resume and like the college counselor, all our college counselors are telling us we should do it. It's definitely something that you should think about. And Alex goes, oh, I don't have a college counselor. And just the shocked a gas look that those parents have and then the this passive aggressive phrase so sophie's mom then utters this phrase which is probably my favorite of the whole episode she looks at alex and goes oh my god you're so brave <laughs> <laughs> that is so you are right like the passive aggressive like little throwaway comments like that are so good. And and let's talk about Sophie's parents again, because this is once again a dad cheering his daughter on at a not even a practice. Some like it's it's it, 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 it seems like they're just finalizing the roster. That's what they're doing. They're they're yeah, finalizing yeah. So, the roster to make so it is cuts. a it is a practice, but they're also, yeah, they're 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 they have to cut the roster down for, for the final 
uh, or for the first game. Uh, I just, I cannot believe that, that like, and, and it's like you said, like they, they're just absolutely railing against this like toxic, hyper supportive parent culture where they're not supporting their kids. They're like living vicariously through their kids yeah. and obsessed with, with their achievements. And she's like, they're 12. Like, what do you, like, you know they're 12 years old, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know what I was doing when I was 12 years old. Yeah, and 12-year-old Brandon was playing sports, but he was not uh, – and she, Lauren uh, – I'm going to keep calling her by her real name instead of her character's name, but Alex, Evan's mom, even makes it a point when she's confronting the coach. She's, she starts uh, screaming at them about how, like, you guys realize that none of these kids are going to play professional hockey, right? Are you guys yeah. that stupid? None of these kids are going to make it. What are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're doing is giving it. Cause like, you know, like, and, and Sophie's parents, like constant, like classic overworking their kid parents, right? Like they're really yeah, yeah. playing that out. Cause she's got the sore knee. Like, you know, they're already talking about exams and college prep and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's, and then like, they're not going to play professional. Hockey. Not a single one of these kids is going to play professional hockey. It's just the the numbers aren't there. And and, and sometimes I think that parents get so into what's happening that they forget reality around them. And that like, all you're doing is creating little stressed out worker bees that are going to like be like, you know, toxic work environment people in 15 years. It's, it's amazing. But talking about her talking to the coach. Let's talk about Coach T because that is one of my favorite oh, yeah. moments of it's, the show. It's a uh, it, it's in classic bad guy fashion. So the the ducks are now the bad guys, and so yeah. of course you have to have you have to have the coach that embodies that. And so they have Coach T, who is is none other than Dylan Fairplay, I believe is his his real name. But he plays uh, everybody will know him from the show Letter Kenny. He plays Riley, yeah. um, and so he's he, a hockey player. Yeah, oh yeah, he plays he plays a hockey player in 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 Letterkenny. I was looking at his IMDb a couple days ago. He's in like four or five hockey show slash movies. He's he's all about hockey movie life. That's, um, that's amazing, boys! Hit the hit those slappers, boys! Get the biscuit yeah. on the ice. Yeah, classic bad hockey coach vibe. He's got he's rocking the mullet. He's got and the comment going. Oh yeah, did you, did you hear the comment? Hold on, I I found it in here. It's it's Coach T. Um, Oh, hold on. Oh, gosh. Well, while you're looking at that, I want to I want to touch briefly on the person who makes this this mullet comment. So we the, the yeah. show opens with this uh, with with Evan running late to practice. And then the uh, it shows the practice It opens on the practice and then it shoots up to the stands where there's two kids um, sitting with microphones. And yes. one of them opens up with he welcomes everybody to the wraparound podcast, which is uh, Southeast Minnesota's number two youth hockey podcast. <laughs> this is this is Nick. The it's the one one of the kids is Nick, Nick the stick. Um he features prominently in this episode. He, he steals the show. And then his co-host 100%. and then his co-host is a uh is a is a girl. Um I forget her her character's name. And and she all she says it's very light. It's like Coach T rocking the new mullet with some great flow. Yeah. And he <laughs> and it really does. And and he's like he's like hitting hitting that that like 
you know, whipping the hair back and forth, like Willow Smith pose, um, where he's just letting that that golden mullet flow. Crushing it. But the, so, so the, yeah, the, the number two Southeast Minnesota youth hockey podcast, which is fantastic because, I mean, the fact that, uh, A, there's more than one south southeast minnesota not just all of minnesota just specifically the southeastern portion there's multiples of those and then the fact that they would do a live podcast recording from the ducks final practice before the season i think that i think that's a fantastic callback to the the first uh all all three of the the movies to where the the press that these peewee hockey teams get is just ridiculous like in the first in the first movie there's there's um newspapers there's front page um, newspaper clippings for and, and i'm sorry but the and it's the it's, twin cities area is not well, getting it's, it's not, hockey in the front page <laughs> i don't know i mean if any if any place would do it it would be the twin cities but, <laughs> but there's still more going on in minneapolis yeah. st paul than peewee 12 year old even 12 year old you know yeah but but so yeah, there's there's news. There's not just newspaper front page headlines. There's also I think it's either the first or the second movie. But there's like a specific youth hockey magazine front cover, like the magazine dedicated to youth hockey that they make the cover of. And then in all the in all the <laughs> the games are like radio announced. Um, even going back to the in the first movie with Gordon's flashback to when he's playing, which had to be like early '80s. There's a radio call for that where they call them missing the shot. Like, yeah. what? Why? Why are we? It's a well radio done radio, radio call too. Oh yeah, it's, it, the dude nailed. He's a very professional radio host. But the fact that they would be doing that for Pee Wee hockey, and I'm pretty sure were they 12 years old in the first movie? I feel like they were even younger. I feel like they they're were like younger. 10. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're younger. Um, I, I think the first year they're like nine or ten, like you said. Okay. But so, yeah, just the 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 press that that youth hockey is getting in in Minnesota is just astounding astounding uh so so we've got our bad guy coach we've got our our podcast oh and what one other thing about coach riley that i have to say which is one of my favorite quotes is coach coach t you gotta be sorry you gotta be riley i'm getting mixed up coach riley from the first movie yes that's to say you got to be careful because his 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 character name in letter is riley so yeah. it's tempting to call him coach riley but coach riley is is the hawks that's the, the yeah. first movie i i that and was, i was, that oh, was i was i was so hoping for a coach riley like cameo but then i realized r.i.p that he has passed away he's no longer with yeah. us but r.i.p coach riley he was he was real bad in that first movie when you think about like the toxicity of the oh, he, way he ran he his hits, program, like whoa! He smashes kids in the head with a hockey stick multiple yeah. times. Great, they're, they're wearing a hockey helmet while he does it, but still, multiple times. And and nine year olds gunning to take out other nine year olds to win the, oh, yeah. the championship, is, taking out is just, taking out hits on on kids. Rough <laughs> business. <laughs> but, but okay, so back to Coach T. And, and one of my favorite moments that he has in this episode, and I laugh for forever, I ran it back after he said it, is when Evan goes up to him and is like, but coach, what about when, when, you said, when you told us last year you can't measure heart? And, and Coach T is like, oh, oh, yeah, I got that off, that off the internet. I'm phasing that out this year. Like, <laughs> that is like the best. <laughs> you can't measure heart getting phased out of the youth hockey program by like <laughs> that just sets the tone for the the ducks are the mean team they've got this bad guy coach like you should hate all of these guys but i loved it i thought it was excellent I was like you should phase that out man <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it, doesn't make, we don't, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we don't need that that kind of nonsense in here. So he actually. So what happens is, so after the you get the little snapshot of the uh, the the helicopter parents um, yes. doing their thing. It shows um, the rest of the practice playing out. You get Sophie's bum knee, but she kind of throws it away. She's like, oh, I'm not really hurting. It's fine because she doesn't want to disappoint anybody. And then you get kind of a little breakout hockey play where Evan gets just run, run around um, and gives, ends up giving up a goal. And so, and then it cuts to coach T who's talking to another coach and I, I forget exactly what he says, but he's talking about Evan and he goes late to practice, slow, slow on the on ice, the slow with the puck. Um, just like just bad mouth and Evan. And then he blows yeah. the whistle and kind of dismisses everybody, but then calls Evan back over to center ice, center ice in front of everybody while everybody's getting away and goes, Hey, Evan, we're cutting you. You're not a duck anymore. Uh, and so then Evan, that's when Evan goes like, what, what I thought you, I thought you couldn't measure heart. And he's like, well, you know, you're just too small, dude. You're too small. You're too slow. You can't, you can't cut it in this next age bracket, the 12 to 14 bracket, you know, we're, we're hitting hitting is allowed. He he was trying to protect this undersized player. And you're right. Cause not only is it like at middle ice, but then he like, he cuts him at middle ice, tells him like, Hey, sorry, you're not on the team. And then he follows him and the whole rest of the team is still chilling in the bench. Yeah, like they're like the grabbing bench. their, they're grabbing stuff off the bench and getting ready to go. And everybody's still there. All the parents are still there. And so and then the parents Ale- are coming down. Yeah. Yeah. So then Alex, Alex, uh, Evan's mom, hears the, the heart comment. She goes, wait, wait, what's going on here? And then that's when coach T tells her that we, we got to cut him from the team. And that's when she freaks out. And she starts screaming about um, none of these kids are going to make it uh, to the NHL. Everybody's so crazy. He brought a sports uh, pediatric psychologist to the freaking tryout. What are we doing here, lady? Because uh, yeah. coach, because coach T lays the, the, the hammer line on her where she goes, where he goes, um, you know, he's just too slow. He's not going to make it in this next age bracket. And if you can't, you know, if you can't be amazing at hockey at this age, don't bother. Don't bother. Yeah. Don't bother. And so she you t- don't bother, sir. Yes. You don't bother. <laughs> so she freaks out and starts she she scoots herself out to center ice to yell at Coach T and starts, yeah, screaming at him, You don't bother. You don't bother, sir. Um, as, and of course as the phones all Yes, start all the phones pop the out, all the kids are, are are filming this. Um so she has her little little uh you know blow up and you don't bother and Honestly, it's it's a it's really moving. I was into it. I was like, I was like, yes, tell them, light them up. But then at the end of it, she she doesn't she forgets where she is. So she gives the the grand finale of the send off, and then realizes she has to walk across the rest of the ice to get off of it while everybody's still staring at her and filming. The the ice walk of shame is my favorite cutaway moment where they get done. Like they they zoom in. She has this epic speech. It's great because she needed to have it because everyone needs to calm down. Bit, yeah. right and then you see her trying like the typical arms out like shuffle leaning one side leading to the other yeah. like just had a very like adrenaline filled moment and nothing brings you back to reality faster when you have that much adrenaline flowing than an awkward moment where you're trying not to fall on the ice like that was classic yeah well, and they, they let it linger too. They did a real good job of not like, like normally I, I feel like they could have like shown like one or two shuffles and then kind of cut away. They showed pretty much the whole thing. They showed yeah. a good, it was a good minute and a half of her trying to shuffle to the back to the, to the bench so she could get off. 
Um, and then, of course, because Nick and the, the second, the number two youth hockey podcast in Southeast Minnesota yeah. is there. Here's and it just so happens, he, he mentions this in, in like a, a little line um, at, the, at the top of his little introduction that he's actually yeah. next door neighbors to Evan. But so then it cuts after that, after she shimmies off the ice, it cuts to later that night and uh, Alex is sitting on her porch, just, you know, sulking in what happened that day. And Nick is in the house next door on his porch talking into his phone recapping what happened uh for his podcast um and then he like shouts at what she did yeah yeah. what what does he say he goes he goes and now she's just sitting she's just sitting with herself just trying to think about i forget exactly what he says but he's just trying to think about what went wrong today or something like that yeah, like and he's, then, he's providing commentary on her current emotional state for his <laughs> podcast. And, it's, and, and like the way he's like casually sitting on the porch, like they did a great job there too of like how the structure of the homes, like that's usually yeah. how it would look in neighbors like that. Um, and so he's jumping in, he's about it, but no skates for Nick to stick, you know? He, well, yeah, so, so, so in, in his recap of, the, of what the, the events that transpired, he then shouts across to her and is, hey, would you care to give an interview for the podcast? And she, of course, says, no, I don't feel like doing that right now, Nick. And he goes, okay, I'll be right over. So then he comes over and starts asking her questions. And then that's when you get uh, a real, like, shining Nick the Stick uh, moment because he refers to himself as Nick the Stick going in for an inter- a post-game interview or a post-event uh, interview. Um, and he lays down just line after line of pure fucking goal. He starts... <laughs> He starts talking. Um, he was like, I, I get I get where you're coming from, Evan's mom. Like, I mean, I, I, if I had it my way, I would be out there ice skating and playing hockey with all of them. And she goes, well, why aren't you? And he goes, well, I did the peewee circuit up until I was about six. The participation, um, then, the, the yeah. participation circuit until I was six. He's just collecting those participation ribbons. Yeah. And I love that they called it out that like kids are like parents can sit there and give out participation trophies all they want. Kids are very aware that they're not as good as their peers and they're getting their <laughs> asses kicked day in and day out of these competitions. So I love that line too. Keep going. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. So he lays that line, <laughs> the, the participation uh, circuit. And then he goes, he goes, yeah, I did that up until I was like six. And then, you know, I just got to, I got, everybody was way better than me. And then he goes, he lays this fucking golden line. He goes, and at my age, if you're not that good, why bother? At that, at my age, he gets 10 years old. And he's saying at my age, if, if you can't do it now, why even bother? I mean, He's, but he's not wrong because that, that 12-year-old bracket, they're gearing up for high school. You know, they're going to be in high school in a couple of years. And if you're not very good by the time you're 12, you're going you're gonna to just be sitting on the bench. So yeah. he has a solid point, but you want to still give those someone like Nick the Stick a chance to get out there and succeed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... <laughs> <laughs> he really did he really did steal like that that scene after practice was like so intense and so awesome then the cut and like him and evan's mom talking through him and alex are talking through it and then oh. and then it gears up they start to get ready for them going to school well so so before that before so after he's talking to her her uh and nick uh, uh, alex and nick go up and they they talk to evan uh because that's when Alex oh, has right. the great idea. Well, let's start our own team with yeah. everybody that got cut. You know, let's let's yeah. let's give these people a place to play. Everyone that should not bother. 
Exactly. So they go up to, to Evan's room and one of my favorite things, so he has, so it like shows his whole room and he has posters all over the place. Yeah. Um, he's got a couple mighty, like mighty ducks posters, like for the actual team. He's got like a logo poster. He's got one other poster that I didn't quite see, but the one that's like, like him laying in the bed and he's looking straight across the wall, that poster that he sees when he's laying in bed is a mighty ducks poster. And guess what it says? It says eat, sleep, quack repeat <laughs> yes <laughs> I, epic i need that poster i need that poster but Eat, so, so, sleep, so they started, quack repeat you know that was a line from coach t oh absolutely well i don't know because i don't know because they, they didn't know they moved away from the quacking you're right that would not well, I, the, yeah the quacking was so cute it was so yesteryear it was so yeah. 90s cute yeah, cliche Nick and his his podcast partner they make that that line where they say can you believe because yeah. they're taught they're giving everybody the history of uh, of the Ducks you know ten straight yeah. ch- state championships yeah. uh, talking about the nineties heyday and then his podcast yeah. host goes can you believe they used to quack back then and then they both kind of oh, chuckle yeah, yeah. yeah which that like seeing that that poster then kind of threw me for a loop eat sleep quack repeat but I guess you know as long as you don't actually quack if you just if you just put it on a poster you're fine yeah. Yeah, exactly. uh, but so then, but so then, so they're up in his room uh, and they're trying to convince Evan to like start this team. And um, Nick has another fucking golden line because because <laughs> uh, uh, Alex is like Evan or uh, Nick is going to be your first your first teammate. It'll be you two guys, and then we got to find some other people. And Evan looks at Nick and goes, "Nick, are you even are you even good at hockey?" And he goes, "Oh no, I don't even own a pair of skates. I will uh, I will not be an asset physically." And then. <laughs> yeah. And then he mentions that he has he has more of a podcasting body than a than a hockey body. <laughs> his delivery of those one like his timing, his comedic timing on those oh, is amazing. Is so good for for being so, so young. Like the exact, I have more of a podcast body. Than, yeah. <laughs> I will not be an asset physically. <laughs> like, <laughs> He he really does just steal everything about that episode from the intro then to that. It's just oh god. Yeah, he kills it. It's just it's his self-awareness is just through the roof. Well, in some aspects. Um because yeah. then you mentioned that they get to the they're getting ready to get to school and try to find more people that'll join the team. Yeah. <laughs> and so they get to school, and I think the first kid they run into is the the daredevil kid, which let me see if I can find Sam. His. Sam that's right, Sam. Sam's the daredevil kid. They, the first shot you see of him is him uh, on a skateboard and he runs himself into a vending machine. Uh, and then they go up to him and they're, they're like, uh, he has a great line too. Cause they go, they go up to him and Evan's like, dude, did you just like, like getting hurt? Like, what are you doing this for? And Sam goes, well, you know, if somebody dares you to do something, you got to do it. Got to do it. <laughs> got to do it. I, although I do have to say uh, his velocity running into that vending machine I'm pretty sure he would have broke the glass, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another another day. Like that's that he was he was going pretty fast to just hit that vending machine and just knock out a bag of chips. It's all, but maybe maybe he he landed in a certain way that. It, but I I love that line too. He he must have just landed in a certain way that wouldn't break the glass. But he's like, oh yeah. And then what what did they? Um, <laughs> what about hockey? Oh yeah, they, so they're like, oh, that sounds awesome. We could definitely use you. Do you want to join our hockey team? And he goes, I'm not a hockey guy. There's too many rules. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't be the daredevil guy and expected to follow all the rules of hockey. Brandon. That's just 
I mean, no, that's, no. that's well, what I, mean, I that, want. He's, that, he's, that's, he's, he's a badass. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. And so what I thought they were going to do or what I, th- yeah, what I thought they were going to do, but I think kind of when you get towards um, them skating, you realize it's, he's, it's not really going to happen is I thought they were setting him up to be kind of like a bash brother. Yeah. But he's not really like once, no. once they start skating, he's like a, hey, hey, no, he can't skate. Um, yeah. But he's, yeah, he's definitely not like a, he's not a fighter or a checker. He's just a daredevil essentially. Yeah, he's so like a wild man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just yeah, just throwing throwing all the rules out the out the thing, which I mean, you like, know what that's he is. Part he's the, a he's a Charlie Day esque wild card. Yes, definitely much a wild card. Um, <laughs> I took yeah. I was trying to think, yeah, because there's no really no there's no really other Daredevils. It's just the Bash Brothers in the original ones. Yeah. Uh, but that was like their charm too. Is like we're not you know they're gonna break the rules. They're gonna you know cause some trouble. Um, but yeah, he's definitely just straight Daredevil, no Bash Brothers, which makes sense, I guess. Because I know, I mean, the whole Bash Brothers like goon thing in hockey, they're trying their their darndest to kind of phase that out, even in the in yeah. the pro games, you know. Um, yeah. Just because it's just too too reckless. I personally love it, but. Um, yeah, the concussions and CTE yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. The enforcers are are a thing of the a yeah. thing of the past. This um, one, one one person's got to ruin it for everybody else, you know. The know. The, the concussion guys. Um, but the but the Sam scene doesn't doesn't that go into the the lunchroom scene? Because I also yeah. Um, well, yeah. So, really, so th- I thought they did a good job of portraying the the youth making fun of each other and teasing each <laughs> other because they're not super witty or clever when when you're a kid and you're and you're razzing it's exactly what they did where they just want when evan came no no you don't bother you don't bother sir and they just kept saying you don't bother sir after (laughs) they they did like the forrest gump scoot down you can't sit here um you know you're not a part of the ducks anymore type of situation and then um evan had to had to go sit over by by our boy nick stick yeah, yeah, and Nick Nick tries to do yeah so he, yeah so Evan goes to the the ducks uh, lunch table um, to sit with all them and they yeah they scoot him out and they go you you don't bother you get away from us you're not on the team anymore so you're not our friend anymore uh, but yeah I think that he, they they do do a good job of like it's it's the dumbest insults and the dumbest like reasoning but that's exactly what a twelve year old would do um, exactly. but so so right before he gets to the table though he he talks to Sophie he runs into her at her locker tries to give her the pitch. Of being like, hey, like you, your parents are the your parents are the fucking worst. Um, maybe if you like quit the ducks and come over here, they'll like ease up on you. And she goes, "How do you think me joining a worst team would make them go easier on me?" Which yeah. is, I mean, spot on. Flawless logic. Yes. So she so she says no. She's like, no, I'm gonna stay a duck just because. Yeah, she's just she's constantly worried about just disappointing people. So she doesn't want to yeah. disappoint the the parents. Um, and, and don't they show some? They show some flashes of some other individuals that could eventually be scouted that they just don't really like address, right? Like yeah, the, well, so, the so girl at the popular table. Yeah, so they so while uh, Evan is going to to sit by the ducks, Nick the Stick um, goes on his little recruiting mission. So he goes, of course, Nick <laughs> the Stick thinking thinking super smartly goes right to the popular girls' table because he's like, you know, who's going to play hockey is the popular girls. They yeah. fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, so he because goes there. if you get the coolest kids in the school to join your hockey team, you're going to get, like, if you get the hottest girl in middle school to join your hockey team, you're going to get a couple a couple dudes in there that are just trying to talk to the hottest girl in school. That's, that's a fair point. Make the stick. I, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't think about that, but that's that's fair. 
but so but so he goes up to the, the popular girls table and right out the gate he go he i forget which girl he looked at but he looked at one of the girls and goes oh i love that crop top <laughs> <laughs> and then after that he delves into his his mission and he's like hey do you guys want to like we're starting a real cool i he had another great line let me see if i can find it here Oh yeah, he's like, we got a real cool hockey team starting up. You should join if you want to join like a cool ragtag but still very hip team. That's that. You should join our team. The popular girls are like, uh, no, you're freaking weird. Get away from us. Um, except for it does pan on one of them. It pans on uh, her name. Her character's name is Maya. It pans on Maya, who's yeah. like, you can see her giving it a second thought, like, oh, maybe I should join the hockey team. But then you know, the, the other popular girls are like, oh, my God, that was so weird. You can't do that. That sounds so stupid. And she kind of comes back down to earth. And then while Nick is walking away from that, um, another girl comes up. Her character's name is Lauren, Lauren Gibby. Um, and she's, she's kind of like the, the cape. Yeah, she's like the D&D girl, the cosplayer yeah. girl, the yeah. kind of nerdy girl in school. And she walks by Nick while he's leaving the popular girl's table and goes, don't worry. They're mean to me too. They think I'm super weird or something like that. And then yeah. she goes, it doesn't bother me at all though. And then cr- crushes a, a pop can in her hand. <laughs> I want to know. So she actually, and, and this is, was a weird tangent that I had in my head, but I was like, did she chug that full drink as she was walking from grabbing her lunch to the, to sitting down because that it was empty already because otherwise she has no beverage to, for the remainder of her lunch. I, I was thinking that I was thinking it was either she, either she chugged it completely on the way or it was like an older drink that she had like in a class and she was, mm. you know, she was just crunching it then for bringing for, it with to me. prove her or maybe. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. Cause she, it was right when she just sat down, she crushed it yeah. and there was no liquid coming out or anything. So yeah. it was, it was gone. But so then after, after that, I think that's the oh. After that, then that's when Nick, uh, Nick and Evan sit down together and they're trying to figure it out. They're like, we need to figure out something. We need like we need a bunch more people to join this hockey team. I don't know what to do. And then Nick goes, I'm gonna have, yeah, he's like, I have this bright idea. I'm gonna airdrop a note to everybody saying, hey, you should join the hockey team. So he airdrops a note to everybody in the cafeteria. But the, the the way the the way the show does it, though, they have it set up like it's like a group, like the screen they show is like a group message. Yeah. Um, and it's him him texting all these people. And if you look at this, cracked me up, because if you look at the screen um, of that little group message, it's just nothing but Nick's messages. Nobody ever <laughs> responds to him. <laughs> so he's just dropping countless messages in there. And nobody ever responds to him. But so he airdrops it to everybody. They all look at it and give like a little like chuckle laugh or whatever, and I'll blow yeah. it off. And then that lead does is this where it leads into them and um, them getting the hockey star from across the street that just moves in from Canada? Yes, I, well, I think there's a uh, chronologically. I think there's like a uh, there's an Alex scene with her at the the law firm or something oh, like that. Um, but yeah, so so then they're 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 Evan and and um, Nick the stick are back at home and they are they're just like shooting the the tennis ball out in the uh, the street or whatever. And that's when the moving yeah. truck pulls up. Yeah. This kid with just the the greatest flow of hair that you've ever seen steps out of the truck and he's wearing he's he's decked out in a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. The dude yeah. just Pristine. looks like looks Pristine. like he knows how to play hockey. Yeah. And so they they run up to him and they're like, oh hey, what how's it going? What's your name? Are you new here? And he's like, what's his name? Lo- Logan, I think is his name, right? Yeah, Logan. Yep, Logan. Yeah, he's like, my name's Logan. We just moved from Toronto. Um, and then he asked them, he's like, so what's like the local hockey scene around here? Do you guys you guys know where I can play? 
And they're like, oh, perfect. We have a team. Do you want to join our team? And he's like, that sounds amazing. And then he pulls out his like his, his bags and stuff. And it's like $900 skates, like the, yeah. the freshest hockey stick you can see. Um, Prime time gear. Yeah. Prime dude, time just, gear. yeah. They're like, and they even make a comment. Evan even looks at Nick and goes, those are like $900 skates. This guy's got to be crazy good. So then they're like, oh, perfect. We got, like, we got a ringer. You know, we got our, we got our Banksy. We got, here's our star. Here's yeah, our, KB our star. Banks. Like, we've got this, like, this is, the ringer he's gonna fill up the statue yeah so they're all super pumped i think after that it cuts to um alex and she is trying to figure out the logistics of all this she's trying to find a rink time rink time where they can practice and where they can play their home games she's trying to juggle work making sure she she can do all that as well and that's when you find out well you find out a little earlier in the show but she she works at a law firm with one of us stephanie who's one of the helicopter moms yeah. Um, is her the mom, lead uh, helicopter mom? The lead helicopter mom, the <laughs> snack mom, laptop mom. Um, yeah. She is uh, Alex's boss at a law firm, um, which I'm 99% sure is Duckworth Law Firm from yeah. the the first movie, the the yeah. namesake of the ducks. They they don't yeah. mention it at all, but if you look at the credits, the guy, the 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 law, the lawyer who's like talking to her at the beginning of the show, he's credited as like Dan Duckworth. So I'm pretty sure it's Duckworth Law. Um, and and we alluded to it that his conversation with her when he's like, oh, Stephanie's been gone for over an hour. She's a great mom. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like yeah. that part. <laughs> it, what, what, what's also in there is that the task that she asked, that Stephanie asked him to ask her to do was reaching out to the tenants of a building that they were buying that were being evicted to offer them a two-month gym membership that will be gone. After, like they won't be able to use it after the two months because they'll be gone. Like it's like they're, yeah. they're getting evicted. Well, and so she has to go to the building and try to convince them to do these gym memberships for people that are being evicted from the building. Yes. Yes. And then uh, while she's doing that, so she, she kind of looks across the, the way, but no, they, uh, cause there was a, there's a truck like yeah, backing yeah, so- up or be being uh, unloading that caught her attention. She looks over and she sees through the loading dock door ice power. Um, so she goes in there. Um, it's like real tattered, falling apart, just real sketchy looking place. It looks um, rough. Yeah. And so she goes in there. She sees a couple of uh, people ice skating um, and she wanders over to the end of the rink and she comes across the Zamboni that's like smoking and it's like sounding all weird. She's like, and the, there's a the guy working on it. And she's like, hey, are you the are you the rink manager? I need to talk to the rink manager. And he goes, yeah, yeah, hold on one second. I'm just fixing this. It's a real delicate process. And then he just fucking smashes the, the crowbar on it and fixes it. Um, and then um, he comes down and he starts walking towards her. And there's, you know, the smoke from the ice and the Zamboni yeah. machine. It's real, uh, real fancy looking. And so then, it's mystical. Yeah. yeah. And he, then from, he, he, from, you know, the, then... from the dark and the smoke <laughs> comes our, our boy Emilio, Gordon Bombay. Emilio! <laughs> And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm the rink manager. Are you looking for the, are you trying to rent ice skates? That's over at the front. Stop talking to me. And uh, she's like, I need a, I need a rink. Uh, do you have rink time available? And he's like, he's like, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't do that. Uh, I hate kids and I don't like hockey. Um, I can't help well, you. And then, and then he I points. hate hockey and I don't like kids is the exact quote. Yes, I hate yes. hockey and I don't like kids. Yes. And which is also, uh, like you brought up to me uh, the other day, it's the exact quote that he has in the very first movie when he's talking yes. to Charlie's mom. 
It's 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 how he introduces himself to the team after he drives out. He drives the limo out onto the ice. The team gathers around him because they think he's like a mob boss, and he's like, "All right, let me just kind of give it to you straight. I hate hockey and I don't like kids." And Aver, Averman's like, um, "That should be a motivational poster." Some some <laughs> quirky Aver, Averman comment like like that. I thought that was great that they bought that back. That they yeah. brought that back. It's fantastic. And like Averman says, it's not like a great uh, motivational poster. Uh, when he says it to uh, Alex and Lauren in the, in the series, he then points and there's a sign that says no, no hockey. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. Um, but so, so then uh, he walks her back to his office um, and she's like trying to break him down. So he'll do it. And then she finally mentions that, uh, or he mentions that the place has fallen apart. He doesn't have any money to fix it or anything. And yeah. she goes, oh, well, I can help you with that because, like, if you let us rent your rink, we can pay you because there's – she mentions, like, a, a, a surplus. Budget, your surplus. Budget. Yeah. Dude, Which, how she tracked that – do you realize, like, the amount of, like, public records and horrifyingly boring stuff she would have – now, granted, she works at a law firm, so maybe this is just a part of her job right now. But, like, that had to have taken a lot of <laughs> manpower hours – for her to track down a youth hockey surplus that late into the year where it's about to start. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And they, they, in her, cause she, she works at the law firm and they reference it all the time. Um, how she's like the grunt. She does all the legwork and yeah. stuff. Um, which I w- would assume is a lot of like looking up fuck, like weird little government policies and stuff. So yeah. she probably, she probably did it a lot quicker than somebody else would, but yeah. still good, a long, good call. still a long time. Yeah. And the dedication. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and the, fact that, the fact him. that they have a surplus in the youth hockey budget in, in, in the Twin Cities there, like, a, <laughs> you, would, hey. you would think for a city that's, like, as starved for hockey as they make it seem, they would, you know, have a better idea of the, the – they wouldn't have a surplus, you know? They'd be spending <laughs> yeah. every dollar. That, that youth hockey budget would have, would have been on, 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 on point throughout yeah. the entire process. But, <laughs> but that's how she got it. You know, like, it literally, it was so funny to, like, watch it. Like, he was like – did you say hockey surplus? Yeah, okay, okay. We can make some. Like, oh, oh yeah. you got some money for me? Like, you're gonna pay about to pay me for this? Like, I can, I can probably. Yeah, a hundred percent motivated by by money. No, <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just he was so steadfast about no hockey, and but the the slightest mention of money, he's like ready to abandon all of his morals, and he's like, okay, let's do this. And the way they portray him constantly, like just like eating the leftovers of the birthday parties and stuff is like, oh, yeah. they do such a good job of setting him up as like degenerate ice rink owner. Oh, yeah. Well, and then like in, in his office, you can see there's, it's just stacks and stacks of like old, old mail and old bills, I'm assuming. But also yeah. he has that huge couch across from his desk that has like yeah. blankets and pillows on it. He's clearly living there. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll touch on that later, but he's clearly living there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Living there, sustaining himself off of old birthday cake. <laughs> just, you know, st- just scraping by, by the skin of his teeth. How the, how the mighty Bombay has fallen. But, but she, she locked it down. She gets it locked in. And then as he's trying to find the form, we see, the brief photo, right? Of oh, Bombay yeah, yeah. as on the, on the, the waves from, yeah. From D2. He's well, they, they, they bring yeah, back yeah. the image of him on the waves on in from D2. And, and she calls him out and tries to wait, did you play hockey? Yeah. 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 And then he like, br- he brushes it off. He's like, Oh yeah, I used to play hockey. I played, 
And then he gives, I forget exactly what he says, but he gives some minor, like he gives a, a story about how he played minor leagues for a while and just never made it, which is a little bit different than what we see in D2. And because in, in D2, it makes it seem that he, because at the end of D1, he leaves to go try out for minor league hockey. Um, and then D2, they, they show you that he made it. Um, yep. He's on a team. But I, it still seemed like that was like this, his first season of going at it, and he yeah. gets the the knee injury, and he yeah. he he has to pack it up and yeah. come back. Yeah. Um, but so the the story he gives to Alex is like he played a couple seasons, um, and he couldn't quite just he just couldn't quite make it to the major leagues uh, or to the NHL or whatever. Um, so I I'm kind of interested to see if they they might do a little bit of retconning or may, maybe like. Because in in D three they say he leaves to go be a lawyer again or or whatever it was, yeah. um, but may, maybe they might do some retconning and may, maybe he's like maybe after doing lawyer for a little bit he was like I'm gonna go try hockey again my knees all healed up and he plays yeah. a couple of seasons I don't know but the, the the story he gives isn't doesn't line up exactly with with the rest of the movie so I wonder if they'll we'll get a little more. I'm sure they'll, they'll finish piecing that, like the, the Bombay after the Ducks. I'm sure they'll finish piecing that together as part of the plot line throughout the rest of, like the remaining episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to. I mean, there's just too many, too many, especially to like have him have the Ducks where the Ducks are and have him where he is in just such disrepair. They got to fill in the, they got to fill in the gaps. There's just too many unanswered questions right now. They got to, yeah. and I mean, they, they have, they're set up for 10 episodes. So there's, they, there's no way they don't address any of that. You, you know what we we also didn't talk about as they were we were talking about them like recruiting all the kids was how they found Coop. Um, oh yes, them, yes. Them them playing video games online and somehow them like using FBI channels to backtrace this this youth this hockey goalie that they can't score on. Well, they so they look up. <laughs> So they're, yeah, they're they're playing him. They're playing him online in a in a hockey video game, and he's just destroying them. And they're like, the, obvious, obviously, if he's this good at video game hockey, he's got to be great at real hockey. Obviously, yeah, um, hand eye coordination off the charts. So they look up his like gamer name, his like username. Um, they find that, and then like it cuts to two seconds later, they're at his house. Yeah, and they're like, walking to his some, house. Somehow Nick the Stick had like figured it out, like some kind of FBI nonsense, or yeah. maybe he like knows everybody's address from the the second the number two youth hockey podcast in Southeast Minnesota. He does and, his research. Research yeah. teams on point. Uh, but so they they get there, uh, they find his house, and then they go downstairs um, to like convince him, and he's he's this bigger dude sitting on like uh sitting on a like recliner just sitting there playing uh nhl hockey um and they're like you should like we you're so good at uh, uh video game hockey we want you to be our goalie in real life we think you could really help us and he's basically like no i hate people i don't want to i don't want to go outside i don't want to put pants on this sounds yeah. terrible leave me alone um and then they're like but dude you're so amazing like you could easily do this and then they start throwing stuff at him to That's test his reflexes they're like you'd be <laughs> such a good goalie watch this and they start throwing stuff at him there's like a cup a water bottle um and he and can. i can and he's like knocking it away just killing it with his hand-eye coordination and then good old nick the stick picks up a, a fucking hammer and gets ready <laughs> to throw that at him he's about to <laughs> drop the hammer on him literally <laughs> Evan cuts him off i i say you know if you want this guy he's your goalie he's gonna take 
you know, slap shots to the dome to protect it. I say throw the hammer. I don't know. I think they messed up on <laughs> on that aspect. I think I think if they really wanted to to get Coob in, they should they should have thrown the hammer. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I'm all for throwing the hammer. I, I feel I feel like maybe give them more of a heads up though that the, that a hammer is coming. You can't go from water model to hammer. I, I was definitely just kidding. Uh, they would have lost Coop in about three seconds if they would have, and, and a half a second if they would have thrown they, a hammer at him. They not he, only, he yeah, they not only like, would have no, lost Coop, they would have they would have lost Nick the Stick. Nick the Stick would have been in juvie for attempted murder <laughs> or actual murder. Yeah. Especially if he if he misses that hammer. Yeah. So they did yeah. a great job of um, recruiting him. I love how somehow some way someone really good at video games also has amazing hand eye yeah, just fantastic. Not always applicable. <laughs> uh, but so, uh, yeah, so that, that kind of wraps up the recruiting pitch for the kids. But so then the next day at school, because um, okay. the, the premise is they, of the first episode, they have to get everything in by Friday. They have to get they the team. two days, right? Two or, yeah, two, two or three days to, yeah. to get the full team, ice time, all the stuff put together. Yes, because before, the, the, the opening season, like, team event – is on Friday. Yeah. They need to have yeah. everything ready for that. Um, so then on Friday at school, um, they're kind of doing their last pitch. Um, oh, actually, before that, before that, so so then Evan and uh, I think it's th- yeah Thursday night. Evan and Nick have their first team practice. So they okay. go to they go to the ice skate rink. They meet Bombay, and then um, Alex is uh, Alex is talking with uh, Winnie, who is the uh, the snack bar girl. And um, she ends up like spilling her whole life story to Winnie. Winnie even makes well, he obviously has a dad. <laughs> yeah, Winnie even makes a comment like, "Because uh, so, so Alex like goes on this whole spiel about gives her whole life story away about how Evan's dad isn't in the picture anymore." Um, and she actually starts like going into specifics, but then like a a, a cocoa machine, the machine goes. goes. Yeah. So we can't hear it, but they everybody in the scene can kind of hear it. So it kind of like leaves this this mystery of what what happened with Evan's dad. And then uh, Alex makes a, a comment about like, I'm sorry, I'm spilling my life out to you. And Winnie goes, Oh, it's okay. People tend to do that at the snack bar. <laughs> Just like literally like it's someone saddling up to the bar yeah, to yeah, go yeah. spill their guts to the bartender. But <laughs> that was it. That was a great <laughs> allusion to that. Yeah. And then is it, and then they, they, but they don't go too much further with that. And then we get just some magic out on the ice. Uh, with that first, because it was just Nick and, Evan out on the ice at first, right? Yes, yeah, so it's Nick and Evan out on the ice, and that's when Nick, Nick the Stick comes in with some some great fucking stories again. He starts yeah. talking about, um, he's like, so I did my research on this place, and um, like ten years ago, some kid like fell through the ice and like died. Um, and like that's no big deal. I mean, we're technically skating on frozen dead boy, but that's fine. I don't mind. It's still cool. <laughs> that's. <laughs> and then. Uh, it's a great. It was a great myth. Yeah. Well, is it a myth? That's the question. They don't. They, nobody. True. Nobody confirmed or denied it. That's true. Um, we we'd have to. We need to get Bombay's story on that. Speaking of of the the ice palace again in Bombay, um, the other thing I I hope they kind of delve into a little bit going forward is like Hans and Jans, because like in the in the first the first second in the third movie, uh, Hans has his. The, they have the skate shop. Yeah. And there's no mention of that of the skate shop at all. Obviously, those Hans and Jans. I think one of them died, uh, R.I.P. Um, while like the second movie was going, 
Yeah. Um, and that's why they replaced him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the Jans, who was like the replacement, that actor is also R.I.P. Passed away since then. So obviously they're not going to bring any of them back for like a cameo or anything like that. But I would imagine they'll kind of touch on what what happened. Because I mean, you would th- there's they, there's no mention of the skate shop at all. He just has this ice palace, which. I don't know how the hell did you get that? Eventually um, they're going to figure, I, I assume that was actually one of the things I assumed it was like, somehow he got this ice palace from Hans or some distant relative. Yeah. Hans. yeah it, well, it has to be Hans. Cause, cause there, or maybe, maybe Hendrix did him a solid after he fell apart. Maybe. I would think it has to be Hans though. Cause it's like all his, his, like his dad passed away in the first, before the first movie. There's never any mention of his mom. I doubt, it doesn't make sense that he would go and if he hates hockey so freaking much that he would go and buy an ice palace. So it has to be like a, it has to be a gift from somebody or not a, not necessarily a gift, but an, an inheritance. Yeah. Um, he inherited the debt and the mess and all that stuff. And that's probably why he doesn't take a lot of personal pride in getting a clean debt because it's not his, it was something he inherited. And yeah. so it feels like he got stuck with it. You know, that's like the psychology of, of him, treating that um but and, and also how did nick nick you know he alluded to that he didn't have skates and he wasn't super good at skating but he was holding his own pretty well when him and uh, evan were out on the ice by themselves yeah he somehow got skates um he is he is uh he's wearing a bike helmet i believe and his his hockey stick that he has is uh a hundred percent like the little three dollar ones you get at you can buy at, like walmart yeah. Um, so he's definitely rocking uh, not the greatest equipment. Evan, obviously, he still has the majority of his equipment from the Ducks, so he's looking fine. So then, the, yeah, they're skating. They're talking about the dead frozen boy. And then um, Logan. Logan comes out. He kind of he, he comes out and, he's like, decked out. Decked out in, like, top-notch, like, NHL-quality gear. Decked out. Yeah. And they're like, like he's, a, he's, in a, he's an authentic Maple Leaf skier. Yeah, he's wearing yeah from head to toe, not just the jersey, but all of the equipment, a head to toe yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs uniform. And so he's coming out, and Evan and Nick are like, "This is amazing. This guy's gonna fucking kill it. He's the best. I'm so pumped." And then he steps out on the ice and instantly falls down. <laughs> instantly falls down, and then he slowly crawls back up and goes, "Oh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I suck." that was a classic line too because that was like it it just aligned so i was like oh okay perfect he he definitely deserves to be on our team but that's when that's when panic mode hits right oh evan Evan fucking loses it yeah he's like oh mom this is it why did you make me do this this is a stupid idea i knew this was a stupid idea how are we even going to get kids to join this team we've got nick the stick and logan who can't skate and like what are we going to do how do we get, how do we fill out this team, mom? Yeah. So that's when he, yeah, he freaks out. He goes, he goes up to the, the snack bar, starts yelling at mom. And that's when yeah. Bombay eat more old birthday cake comes out. And he's like, uh, he's like, what the hell are you two doing? Like you guys, yeah. you guys are no worse than anybody, than the ducks that you hated so much. Like you guys got to figure this out. Like mom, stop doing everything for him. Let him make yeah. his, let him make his own choices. And then Evan, stop being a baby and do something, which I mean, great great it's a little a little out of character from like the bombay we know but you know given his 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 past that we don't quite know about how he hates hockey again how he's all jaded um it lines up there he's the he's the old jaded man now um rather than the the hopeful gordon bombay 
but so yeah, he gives that little speech and then, um, and then he does the, he mentions, um, in, in passing with mentioning that, uh, Alex needs to step out of the way and let, uh, Evan do something for once in his life. Um, he talks about how, because that's the cutting the grapes. Yeah. 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 He's like, I bet you still cut his grapes for him. Right. And she, and he, she goes, I, I don't have to answer to any of this kind of like parroting quiz that you're talking about. And then she does. Yeah. And then Evan confirms that she cuts his grapes for him. <laughs> and that's when Gordon, that's when Bombay tells her, it's like, you're no better than these, these other moms that are, you know, hiring sports psychologists and college counselors. Like you gotta, <laughs> you're, you're there. They have sports psychologists. You're cutting up a 12 year old's grapes. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. He's he, essentially, he was like, the only difference between them and you is that they can afford a psychologist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he like lays down the law on that. And like, he's basically just like, let, you gotta let him make his own fucking mistakes. Cause otherwise he's just, you know, he's, I, I think I forget exactly what he says, but he essentially says you have to let him make his own mistakes. Otherwise he's going to grow up and not be a man or something like that. He's not going to be able to fend for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Which is spot on, because yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't really. Granted, they they didn't make it seem as bad as the you know the ducks moms, um, yeah. but there's there was de- she definitely has that helicopter parent to you where because you can there, there's a scene when like right when Evan for Evan and Nick first step on the ice for the practice, um, and it cuts to her with Winnie at the snack bar. She, that's when she's she's like a little worried. She's like, oh my god, I hope yeah. he doesn't fall. She's yeah, just they, so they don't hurt themselves. Yeah, yeah. She's just constantly worried about him. So yeah, to get get that little call out too, just like you gotta let him, you gotta let him fall, you gotta let him make his own mistakes, and then he challenges Evan. He's like, if you want this team to work, you gotta do it. You go find people, you make it happen. And so that's when uh, the next day, Friday, uh, the deadline day, it cuts cool. to cuts to the cafeteria again, and Evan is, like gets on a table and makes this grand speech. He's wait, like, wait, wait, I know. Before, before he gets on the table and makes a speech, he tries to get everyone's attention. Everyone's like, just he's trying to get everyone's attention to give his mom's speech. And then he's like, okay, let me get on the table. No one's paying attention to him. And then, and this bothered me, he, poor Nick the Stick has a fresh <laughs> lunch, geared up, ready to eat, ready to nourish his body. And Evan grabs his lunch and just drops that on the ground to get. Now, granted, he needed to drop the tray to get everyone's attention, but Nick just paid for that lunch, dude. Let him snack on that sandwich or pull that shit off. Nick, Nick <laughs> so we can eat. Let Nick, Nick even eat, goes. Wait, as soon as Evan drops it, Nick even We're goes, living. oh, my pudding. <laughs> I mean, on- Typical kid move to get worried about the pudding, but I saw a full sandwich, you know. Yeah. Um, well, honestly, honestly, I, I had no issues with him doing that to Nick because at the previous cafeteria scene uh, from a couple days ago, Evan has his lunch and he, you know, that's it's when he's in a real bad spot and he's like, he gets shorted tots. He sets it down. He picks up his tot thing and he goes, there's only five tater tots here, not even a full order. He sets it down and then Nick steals two of them. He reaches over and grabs two. He's like, oh, you didn't want them? <laughs> the way that Nick shoves those two tots into his mouth is classic too, because he gives like excess finger pushes in there. <laughs> like he could have just popped them in, but he did. He, he oh, he pushed, savored it. Savored. He pushed those tots in. Got a little finger, finger <laughs> looking good in there on it too. Um, okay, we'll keep going. Sorry, that was just a quick tangent because that just you freshly paid for lunch and you're just throwing a shit on the ground. It's yeah. disrespectful, Evan. Disrespectful. Yeah. Well, so he does that. Then he gives a, a whole speech. We're not. Gonna, we're definitely not going to win, but it'll be fun. I hope. Does anybody want to join us? And then one of the ducks gets up 
and like tries to make like a joke like i'm not going to join your team because you're you're stupid or some some dumb kid thing like that and yeah. then that's when Coob stands up uh well because she the the duck girl tries to throw a gatorade bottle away and Coob snatches it out of the air yeah. and he stands up and he goes that's not nice i'll join your team let's do this and then that's when everybody so then the you get the popular girl maya stands up and she's like you know what i feel the exact same way you do i want to join this team and then you get the the cosplay girl lauren she steps up and she's like i'm in our daredevil sam is in wait hold Um, on how they get him though evan Evan doesn't get him at first he's like he's like hey sam i dare you to join our team that's right and then he walks down yeah Yeah. when somebody (laughs) dares you to do something you got to do it got to do it yeah so yeah that's how sam gets in i think that's the majority of them right i'm trying to think yeah, I think that's I think that's the the full the full cast and crew. Which I mean, let's be honest. Right away, they're going to be hurting as far as like you know the line changes and stuff. They have just enough to make a team, let alone you know yeah, trying that, to make it through three three quarters. That's six people. Three I periods. think that's six yeah. people. So yeah, they're every, everybody's playing the full game. <laughs> no. at, at, at this point in time, there is no bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's out there for the full – I don't know how many minutes uh, Minnesota youth hockey plays, but for the full, the full 60 minutes of a, of a hockey game, you're out there. People Ball, that have never really played. People that don't even know how to skate. None of them yeah. – outside of Evan, I don't think any of them know how to skate. Nick barely. Oh, that was just – but, like – what a, what a way to gather the team, the lunchroom scene. It came full circle. Coob shut. Like, I feel like the Coob making, Coob making the save on Stephanie's daughter. I feel like that is some well, not, potential. Not, not Stephanie's daughter. That wasn't Stephanie's daughter? I thought that was. Stephanie has, Stephanie's kid is the son. Is It's a boy. It's, it's the, the goalie. Trevor, yeah. Okay. The dick okay. goalie thought- who when, when Evan asks if he can borrow a swimsuit, he goes, That's that's weird, bro. Yeah. <laughs> We're still going to your house after practice. Like, I mean, to be fair, that that is like kind of you know it's not weird to like ask to borrow a swimsuit if you like just forgot it or something, but if you just don't own one, like it's yeah, yeah. To to plan ahead to borrow somebody's swimsuit's a little weird. Like at that point, yeah. just 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 buy your own. Um <laughs> But yeah, in, in the heat of the moment, though, I've definitely borrowed a swimsuit or two. You know, you forget it. You don't realize somebody has a pool because they didn't tell you. And they're like, oh, we should go swim in. You know, that stuff happens. But so, so, any, so, yeah, they rally the team. And then that leads to the Friday night league extravaganza event that they have. Coach T makes reference that, like, the, the winners of the previous year host this little, like, like, team gala. I forget exactly what he calls it. But essentially, it's just showing off all the teams in their uniforms for the, the season going ahead. Um, and like every team does this too. Like even in college, like, you know, like Duke, right? Like in college basketball, Duke has like midnight madness where yeah, but that's, that's usually just like celebrate it. Right. That's usually <laughs> like just the Duke team though. Like they don't invite like the university of North Carolina or North Carolina state. To <laughs> I, this, this was just weird because it was like every team in the league there. I didn't. I didn't understand it. He introduces the Ducks. Talks about all their state championships. He introduces. Humble brag. Yeah, yeah. Introduces the the Adina Hawks, the the famous Hawks, um, from the from the 
episode or from movie one. But the the thing with the Hawks though is there it it's a different logo and it's which which is understandable. All the all the teams have different logos now, but they changed yeah, the there's the Cardinals in there too, right? Yeah, so they have the all the te- they have all of the teams that were referenced in the first movie. So you have the Cardinals, the Bears, yeah. the Hawks. I'm trying to think, there's there's like three or three or four other ones that they mentioned, but they're, yeah, they're all uh, the same names from the first. The Huskies is one of them, but they changed the Hawks colors. It, they they went from black and blue to to orange and blue, mainly orange, yeah. and even yeah. like. So they introduce all the teams, and then they introduce or before they end this in the end the event. Um, Alex uh, comes out and she's like, wait, 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 we got one more team, one more team, we got to introduce us. And Coach T goes, right, okay, I guess we got one more team. What? What's your team name? And there's like a little pause and Alex goes, the don't bothers. And I feel like they were trying to get like a nice little like triumphant like, thing oh, that. Yeah. But, oh, like her, she just served Coach T because that's what he told her to do. Yeah, but it uh, it falls flat a because it's a terrible name, but also yeah. because Coach T has zero reaction to it. It's like it didn't even phase him. He's like, I, I guarantee you, he doesn't even remember that conversation. No, he just he <laughs> him, that's a that's a terrible team name. Yeah, um, he even he even says, "Are you sure you want to go with that?" Yeah, <laughs> is because it's because it's, it's so incredibly bad. It, it because. What kid in their right mind wants to go out there and says, don't bother on the front? Like, that's not something to, like, get excited or to, to be proud of. No, that, like, that's like just, a – yeah, that's not how you stick it to them. If, you, if anything, you make that, like, your team motto, you know? Like, yeah. you don't make it your team name. Exactly. Like, that's your, that's your like, bulletin board material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't bother. Yeah. That's what they a, keep telling us. Paint, it on, a, paint it on a sign and hang it in the locker room. Don't make it your team name. No, not at all. It's it's the like there's a billion better team names out there. Like at this point, I would have been okay with them in doing some copyright infringement and getting like a Pokemon name. Like it would have been <laughs> better to be the Squirtles out there than anything else because the Don't Bothers is is terrible. At least with the Squirtles, you would have had a dope logo of Squirtle, you know, looking like yeah. a badass and and squirting at people. Before we get even further into how much I hate the Don't Bothers team name, I do have to agree with you that the Hawks color scheme change was oh, a travesty. Harper. That, that, that blue they had the, and black, like, that's the coolest so uniform. So crisp. Yeah, that's that's part of the reason why you hated them so much is because they looked so goddamn cool. Uh, and Because, like, you, you wanted to be on the Hawks as soon yeah. as you watched the first. They didn't want to be on District 5. You didn't even really want to be on the Ducks, you know, after. Because, like, the Hawks are tough. They they eat Ducks for, for lunch, <laughs> breakfast, and dinner. That's what Hawks do. Um, but, yeah, that, that color. And now they just look – I don't even know if the Edmonton Oilers are, are still a team. I'm sure they are. But, like, that's pretty much what the they, color is. For sure. Is. For sure. <laughs> um. Sorry to all the monster hockey fans. I sometimes um, get the Canadian teams confused because they come and go so often. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. They looked, uh, yeah, their color scheme looked exactly like the Edmonton Oilers. Um, yeah, and even like so, so they introduce the don't bothers and they're kind of skating out. None of them can skate, so they're all f- over the place. <laughs> they're all falling. And, yeah, yeah. And they're all wearing, like, there's t- two of them are wearing a bike helmet. One of them's, uh, Coob's got a football helmet on. Um, and they're all falling and skating all over the place. And then Maya, the, the popular girl, she's kind of like not skating around. She ends up skating into the Hawks and she goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I really like the orange though. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> so then they, they all make it to, 
they so all the teams skate underneath like a banner that has their logo and stuff on it, except for the don't bothers, which I guess makes sense because they don't have a banner, they're last minute edition. But instead of skating to like a lot like in line formation like the other teams, they skate all the way up to center ice and are just staring at the ducks, just staring at them. And that's when Coach T goes, Okay, these are all the teams. I hope you guys are ready for the 12 to 14 age bracket. It's going to be awesome. Hitting, full hitting is allowed. Hip checks. And then they play. Then he goes, roll the footage. And they play a video. It's not even like a, it's not a, it's not a montage of the youth teams playing. It's a montage of professional hockey players just smashing each other. Why, why are we showing this at the team event? Why? Two two concerned parents. Like there's no parents watching that going like, awesome. I can't wait to pay for a torn ACL because my youth hockey child just blew out both knees because he just got murdered against the glass. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, the Coop wearing the, the football helmet, another genius move. Shout out to Carp. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Carp, Carp in the in the first movie is District 5. Rocked yeah, that yeah. hockey helmet. They that, do that football helmet. Yeah, now that you mention it, they do um, with like the ragtag little thing that they or the ragtag little outfits they have and all the equipment. It's definitely harkening back, harkening back to um, the first uh, couple games they played as District Five when everybody's wearing just whatever they could find. Yeah, definitely. And then they even do when they when they come out once they get announced as the Don't Bothers. Evan announces. Evan like screams like flying V, and then they come out yes. in what begins as a V motion, and then everybody falls down. <laughs> Classic. And that, so, so then they, they show that the, the hitting montage, it uh, floats down to Evan's face and you hear him go, oh, crap, or something like that. Just kind of, so he's, he's like, not, oh boy. Yeah. And like, like Coach T mentioned at the beginning, he's the smallest kid. Like they, they show. Far um, and away. Yeah. A couple of the scenes from the, the beginning practice when he's on the ducks, you can see how small he is compared to the other kids. Yep. And then with all these kids, he's uh, outside of Koob, who's, who's huge. Evan's the biggest one on that team. And yeah. so you yeah, they're all super small. I'm ho- they're just going to get rocked if 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 I, I I can't imagine they'll show too much hitting in the in the in the show, but no. Um, Cuz they they don't want to promote it, but like there's is there any way they they like cuz like with youth hockey, I'm pretty sure there's like it's like a run rule, right? Where like you if you're down by 20 like there's no way they don't lose by 30 goals in their first like they can't oh. even they can't even skate. No, but yeah, they can't, <laughs> and they don't they have any. Skate. They don't have any bench. Yeah, they can't skate. They can't move. They don't have any players. Um, God knows how Coob's going to be playing goalie. I can't imagine. Well, dude hasn't left <laughs> his basement since you know God knows how long. Yeah, so like he's no got way the, he's going to be a solid goaltender. Yeah, he's got the hand eye coordination down, but like, but like they showed, he falls down every time he gets on the on the ice skates. There's no way he can like move. So, so sit there. Yeah. It's yeah, it's gonna be a nightmare, a nightmare for sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, ho- hopefully, hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll turn around. I imagine. I mean, the way they've kind of set it up, I imagine it'll turn around at some point. I'd be shocked, shocked if they end up like like the Ducks ended up went in the first movie they won the the championship. I would be shocked if that's how this season ends. There's, I just don't think there's any way you could. With the way they've set it up and how like monstrous the ducks are, I don't I don't think we'll end. I don't think we're gonna have like a fully happy ending. I think it'll be like, uh, 
you know, they they probably like make it to the playoffs and they get just run over by the Ducks. And then I would imagine some somewhere down the line, you know, there's going to be like a switch where like Bombay takes back over the Ducks and yeah. But who knows? But so yeah, so that that's the end of episode one. That's kind of how it breaks down. Yeah, it was uh, like I said, it's it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I had rock bottom expectations though, so it's it's definitely no. Uh, they hit me with the intrigue. Like I'm intrigued. I'm not. I'm not hooked. I'm not yes. locked in. But I'm intrigued to see. You know what? What's happening next, and what's going yes. down next? Super intrigued. They hit the nostalgia factor. Talk about like some Easter eggs I've noticed uh, yeah. uh, here in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, they hit the nostalgia factor. They got Emilio in it. I think that's crucial. And I, I know there, there's, there's been photos leaked um, of like some of the the original ducks coming back for an episode or two. Yeah, that'll be a great episode, I, I imagine. But it, I think it's it's super super important that they have Emilio at least for for like our like me and you's age bracket. Like if, yeah. if if Emilio it wasn't in this and there was nobody tying me to the old stuff, I I would lose interest real quick. I wouldn't be, yeah. I I would have no no interest in watching this. But the fact that he's there kind of ties me in. I'm like okay, I gotta need to, especially now that he's all, just a jaded old man. I need I, I need to see what's going on here. Yeah, it makes it relatable too. It's like, yeah, life life's life's a bitch and then you die. Like yeah. Yeah, Emilio Estevez is is feeling that too. So no, I I think that you're right. Like they them playing up the nostalgia is gonna keep folks like us like was sticking around just to give it give it the old college try and make sure that it that it works out okay. So I I think the more they play they can't depend on it fully because they have to create their new storylines they have to create their new their new dynamics and everything but i do love every piece of the nostalgia let's should we talk about the easter eggs now because i love the easter eggs yes yeah 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 yeah, we can talk about some of the easter eggs there's uh quite a few the 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 first one being so evan throughout the episode is wearing a a minnesota uh maroon and gold shirt which is the for the minnesota university um He's wearing a Minnesota gold uh, maroon sweatshirt, which is the same design, slightly different design, but the same essence of the sweatshirt that Charlie wears throughout the first movie. And I, th- I think even, I think he even wears it into the other movies. I'm not entirely sure. I think it might just be a first movie thing. Yeah, because he wears it in their in their first couple games. It's District Five for sure. Yeah, yeah, he wears it as the as the you know as his jersey there before they get the actual Ducks jerseys. So yeah, so Evans rocking the same sweatshirt that Charlie did. The other one, the, and then we we talked about the the football helmet going back to the equipment, but Coob yep. wearing the football helmet throwback to to Carp. Yep, yep. So yeah, same 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 along those lines. And then right out the get go, the first uh, shot you get of the series is it's showing the ducks home arena, which is named the Hendrix uh, hockey pavilion. And Hendrix is the, uh, like the sportswear company that sponsors them in the second movie. The uh, one that makes their uniforms and starts, uh, starts trying to make the, the air bomb bays. The- that's what I was just going to say, you beat <laughs> me to the punch. I was just going to say, do you think they actually came out with the air bomb bays, the, the loafers, the, the coaching loafers, the air bomb bays? I hope so. I hope so. There's lots to look into that. Hopefully they bring they bring that back around the air bomb base. But yeah, the, the Hendrix Motorsports right off the gate. No, not not Hendrix Motorsports. That's that's an actual Sorry. company. Hendrix. That's an actual <laughs> the, the motorsport is uh CKS though, whereas the uh 
the the place or the company the sportswear company in the the second movie is just uh, is ix yeah. um but yeah so they hit you with the hendrix right out the gate which is an awesome callback to the second movie and then you also get a call call back to the first movie with um because alex is works at a law firm with with the well the other mom stephanie and you get the Duckworth Law Firm. It's the same law firm from the first movie. And then I think you, you mentioned earlier as well, another Easter egg was the, the same line that he gives to the, the kids that he gives to Alex, where it's, a, I hate hockey and I don't like kids. Or is I hate kids and I don't like hockey. One of the, one I, of the I hate hockey and I don't like kids. There you go. The final Easter egg that I kind of noticed, uh, and I have to believe this was intentional, was, was Gordon Bombay eating cake the entire episode. That had to be intentional because they were so obvious about it each time. Because they alluded to it, it was a Wreck-It Ralph cake, just yep. like this Wreck-It Ralph cake, you know, is, is hard and, and crusty on the outside and rough, but soft in the middle. Yeah, and then they call it the first one to you, the first cake he eats, because he's like shouting at Winnie. He's like, how old is this? How old's the cake? She's like, oh, it's about three hours. And he's like, perfect. I love the Bombay cake reference. I thought that was classic, so clever. Yeah. For them to, to work that in and also move it through the storyline that he's such a degenerate that he won't, he doesn't just eat the leftover pizza. He will literally eat the leftover cake for dinner. Like that is his dinner is this oh, nasty yeah. three hour, super gross, crusty Walmart cake. Oh yeah. I imagine he eats way more of the cake than he eats the pizza. Cause yeah. I mean, I, there's hardly ever any leftover pizzas at birthday parties. It's usually just like a, a, a little bit of the cake. So I would imagine his diet consists of like 90% old birthday cake, especially it's if cholesterol. he's living in the, in the freaking ice pack, which I'm 90% <laughs> so sure he is. Snacking, like the concession snacks are also his groceries for, for the week. So his <laughs> cholesterol, it's probably a disaster. Oh yeah. 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 But so you got that. Oh, so, so actually that's the episode. So, so this isn't an Easter egg, but I wanted to talk about this real quick. Cause I thought it was hilarious. The episode doesn't end with uh, the team event. It actually, there's a little scene right after that where Alex is uh, Alex's mom talks about like her ice skating, like this ice skating routine she did when she was in high school. To Whitney. Yeah. To Whitney. She talks about that earlier in the episode. So then they come back after the team introducing event and Alex is like, Hey, here's our home rink. Like everybody go take a look at it, see see what it's like. And then Bombay makes her do the ice skating routine. And he's got the again to show how hard uh Bombay has fallen. He doesn't the ice palace does not have a sound system. Instead, he has a boom box that he plugs a USB or like a like a second generation iPod into and then plays Whitney through that. Classic. Just uh, amazing. And then it's an amazing and it, the ice skating bit is done so poorly because you can see, you can clearly see that it's a body. It's like a stunt double. It's somebody, it's not Lauren. Lauren Graham is not ice skating at all in that. that is it not is. And, and like, you know, for a Disney production, that it was bad. Like it was so, the cut scenes were so obvious, like cut to face, cut to, cut to skating, cut to face, cut to skating. Like so deliberately done. It was, was like, Oh my God. That's it. Yeah. The ice routine. I feel, I felt like that wasn't, wasn't maybe necessary to, to move the, the plot line along, but it was a, a no, fun. Well, it wasn't, it's, yeah, it wasn't necessary to move the plot line along. At least I don't think so far, but I mean, it does give you, I mean, there, there are spatterings throughout the episode. And then this scene, especially where you get the um, 
you get the flirty Bombay with the with the hockey mom. You get a little flirty Bombay. Classic Bombay move. It wouldn't be a uh, it wouldn't be a Mighty Ducks movie without Bombay trying to sleep with somebody. You know. What's the point? No, I shouldn't say. That. I was gonna say, what's the point of coaching youth hockey if you can't, you know, get him, get a mom or two along? But yeah, so I'm sure, like later, the these next couple episodes, you know, that that little love love relationship is definitely gonna blossom. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A quick message from our friends at Broken Forest Collective. Built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products, Broken Forest provides high-quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American-made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit brokenforestco.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. So for next episode, the kind of sneak peek they give is a little peek into Alex's ridiculous coaching methods and so Evan and uh, there's a little you can tell Evan's not not super happy he's uh he's starting to realize exactly what he got himself into here I mean he's Evan is going from coach T who runs a highly productive authentic hockey practice to his mom running a hockey practice who we found out in this episode still cuts his grapes for him. So <laughs> I feel like the the approach from Coach T, who's talking about hitting and, and, you know, that kind of stuff with the games and suddenly going to Alex's coaching method where we're cutting grapes, um, we, we can see some interesting stuff pop up. Oh, yeah. You, she's just going to be a, just a worried mess the whole entire episode. The little synopsis says Evan is skeptical of Alex's unique approach to coaching as the team gets ready to play its first game. So I don't know if, if we get the first game in the next episode, or maybe that's episode three. It'll be interesting to see how all that works out, how bad they lose. I, I wonder if they will actually show the score, because if you have a team of six where four of the six can barely skate and you're playing a fully a, a full team, full roster, of individuals who have been playing hockey for the past five or six years. And there's no way they lose by less than 20, 25 goals. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're 12 now. They could run it up. Yeah. I, I, I would assume – if I'm assuming if you're allowed to hit, there's probably no mercy rule. So it's just – it's full game no matter how bad it gets. So that – yeah, yeah, 25, 30 goals maybe. We'll – I think that Evan, might especially because I, I don't know, I don't know who they're playing, but if they're playing the Ducks, it's for sure forty goals, easy. Oh yeah, there's no way they can start these guys out on the Ducks. They've got to, they've got to somehow work them in because I, I feel like they would be too much like D two where they when they played Iceland and they just got worked over and it was really crazy. But I just feel like they have to like tiptoe them in a little bit. Otherwise they would just be so discouraged because Evan's about to find out really quickly that like, you know, sometimes just participating in, in getting murdered by other teams for 10 straight weeks isn't as much fun as you think it is. Oh yeah. It's going to get, he's going to get a wake up call. 
yeah, that participation trophy is going to come at a at a heavy price, and it's going to come at the form of him getting worked over on the boards. Yeah, yeah. especially because I'm I I imagine I imagine he's the only one from the the quick like little personality shots you get of everybody, all the kids, and especially his mom. Evan's going to be the only one that cares about this. Everybody, and he's the only one with formal hockey training. Yeah, yeah. Like Nick, Nick's just there for the fucking fun of it. He doesn't care what's happening. Yeah, Logan. Logan's probably just there for the fun of it. I don't think he's he's not going to care. No one else would let him play. He wants to play hockey. He just yeah. can't. So yeah. yeah. So same with the the two girls. I doubt they're going to care. They're they they yeah they couldn't skate either. Coob's definitely not going to care. He didn't want to do this in the first place. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Evan's going to be the. So it's not only is it, are they going to get worked, but then they're going to get worked, and he's going to be like, okay, guys, we need to get better, and nobody's going to listen to him. They're like, we're yeah. just having fun, bro. <laughs> we're just here we're just here to be to be a part of the group yeah. and that, yeah so we'll we'll see how how that dynamic shifts i want to see how they continue to incorporate bombay and the easter eggs like they have to I, i'm excited to see it's, the easter eggs escalate i wonder if they yeah. escalate or if they uh or if they start to dip a little bit because they've they've gotten us in and they don't want us to want us to pay attention to the show and not constantly looking for easter eggs so i'll be curious how all that continues yeah i'm i would imagine because i mean the the easter eggs in this first one weren't it wasn't anything overt like it was just like little like you know a sweatshirt here the same line and then just like little like little drops of stuff i would imagine that's how it'll be going forward i doubt there's there, other other than the possible like reunion episode i doubt there's going to be any like overt like easter eggs it'll all be like little st- stuff that's like named after stuff like that and yeah you you got to imagine because right, right now alex is the coach they they mentioned that at the end of the, the this first episode alex is the coach but you got to imagine bombay is gonna he's gonna become the coach by the end right if not earlier it feels like they're alluding like there, it's there. He's gonna, he's gonna fight, and he's gonna fight, and he's gonna fight, and something's gonna happen, and something's gonna trigger. You know, he's gonna push back, right? Because that's what he's doing. He's like, oh no, 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 I hate hockey, and I and I don't like kids. But eventually, something is gonna be there to melt the heart. You know, the Grinch's heart will grow three sizes that day, and he'll take over as the coach, and 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 Disney will have some sort of finish like that. They has to. Yeah. This is not a one season show. Yeah. This is going to get two or three. Maybe they'll go as long as they can drag this out. So I'm interested to see if if they resolve any of that at the end of this season. That's a good point. Because I mean, we could in the the end of the season, we might get. I would. I think in order to drag it out into se- into multiple seasons, I think you got to end this season with. Bombay finally being the coach of the Don't Bothers, Got right? Full, like, as like full, a cliffhanger. Full-on coach. He's behind the bench, everything like that. And then I think season two is when you have – you kind of like bring in like the, the Ducks – like he kind of takes back over the Ducks. He, I feel like this is going to be like such a slow burn that it's yeah. not – like we're not going to get – he's not going to be coach of the Ducks at the end of the season. There's no way. Yeah. There's going to be a slow burn of resolution throughout the course. Yeah. I'm excited about it's 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 nothing that's gonna like you know win Emmys. It's it's definitely not an Emmy award winning show by any means, but um, it, it at least it intrigued me. I'm excited to have the ducks back, and I'm excited to be to be quacking again. 
Yeah, yeah, it's definitely so much better than I thought it was going to be with my rock bottom expectations. But uh, yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm pumped. I'm excited to see where where Emilio takes us here. My expectations are going up with with especially with this episode, because you got you got Emilio's in it. The the fact that there's so many uh, old people in it, I think, is exciting because you got Emilio, the the guy who wrote the first movie. I forget if he wrote the second and the third. I think he did as well. But he's he's a writer on this. He's a show creator on this. He's he's heavily involved with this, so that's that's good. It's the same guy. He's, he's the same touch. Uniformity. Um, yeah, yeah. And then with the reunion episode coming up, that'll be that. That's what I'm excited for. I know it's going to be like some. It's it's, it's going to be a little cheesy. It's going to be all oh, the cheesiest, but I'm I'm so excited for it. Just to see, especially the, 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 the leaked the leaked photos. They show Kenny Wu. Kenny Wu. Yes. Woo woo woo, Kenny Wu. I was obsessed with Kenny Wu when I was when I when I first saw that movie. He's the he's the best. I I'd love to see a, a return of Dwayne. You know when when you're when the roosters are growing and the cows are turning circles in the pasture. Oh yeah, ducks fly together. <laughs> yeah, we need we need Dwayne. We need Julie the cat. I know she wasn't she wasn't in any of the leaked photos, so I doubt she's going to be in this. But I we need Julie the cat. You know my feelings about Julie the Cat Gaffney in Goldberg and when it comes to playing time in detail. Oh, Gold, and, Goldberg and, is, is uh, uh, no offense to, to anybody involved, especially uh, Sean Weiss, the actor who plays Goldberg, but the character of Goldberg is a complete waste of time and space. Yeah. I mean, I loved Goldberg. Um, you know, it's, 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 he's a great he was, character. He was but fine when it the- comes... He was fine in the first one. He was fine in the first one when he didn't have competition. When he was just a goalie, he's fine. But as soon as soon as you bring Julie the Cat Gaffney in, shit Goldberg up. Get him the fuck out of here. It's you know, just put him on the bench. He's okay. And he would have been okay with it, I think, too. Like Goldberg did not seem like the type of uh, person that would get upset when the backup goalie is clearly better than him. Um, but you know, I don't know. He fought he, in, the, in the third one, he fought tooth and nail to keep that starting job. That's true. You know? It is true. A little personal pride stepped in, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, I can't wait for the reunion episode. If we can get some Julie, the cat Gaffney back yeah. here. She's got to come in season two. If, if, if not Julie, if you're listening to this, please come on the podcast. We need you on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if we can get Julie, the cat Gaffney on here, we're shutting it down. No goals <laughs> will be scored that day. That's 100. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, yes. Uh, I'm excited for episode two. I'm excited for the rest of the season. Um, again, I I don't think it's going to be great, but it's going to be good enough. I think. It's hey, and and if it's if it's if it's good enough, we can still bother. <laughs> well, let's let's leave it on that. We'll uh, <laughs> ev- ev- everybody else will we'll we'll talk to you next time. Every everyone else, keep bothering with our podcast.